the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. We have a full hour plan. Tom Hayes, Executive Vice President and Chief International Officer for Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll going to be on the program. That ministry celebrating 44 years serving the Lord. Also, Nick Anderson, Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group, our parent company. He's also a general manager out in Minnesota in the Twin Cities area. Going to be talking about that stuff you've been hearing about helping save AM radio and talking to your congressmen and senators and all that. He'll kind of unpack what all that's about. Plus, we have a special song I want to conclude the show with. It's all coming up today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we bring on board a longtime friend of the station, uh, Tom Hayes, Executive VP and CIO, if things haven't changed, for Insight for Living. How's it going, Tom? That's correct, and Tim, it's going great. Uh, thanks for letting me be on your show again, and hello to all the listeners out there. We love having you on. Insight for Living's on the station at uh, 6.30 each weekday morning and several other times during the week and weekend. And it came across our, uh, our our staff's attention that Inside for Living is celebrating its 44th anniversary. That's right. That's right. That's a pretty Amazing. big deal. It is. We're grateful and humble and, and certainly recognize, uh, obviously, it's Chuck's sermons that have been so meaningful through the years, but it's, it is through great partners. Uh, like your station, Philadelphia, the listeners, it's also through uh, many, many people's efforts to get it there. So we're very deeply grateful. Are you a sports fan, Tom? Very much, yeah. I was just reading a little bit about your Philadelphia Phillies, actually. <laughs> They've been doing pretty well overall. Uh, we'll, we'll see the, you know, the long season here. We'll see how things go. But the number 44, to me, when I think of 44, I think of Reggie Jackson. I like it, yep. From, yep. from the Yankees, primarily. Played with the A's, of course, and I think yep. the Orioles for a season. Uh, but for, So, you know, I was thinking to, se- to call and just celebrate the ministry. Sometimes people wait for, like, uh, when, when wedding anniversaries. Next year will be Insight for Living if it was a wedding anniversary, Sapphire, and uh, Gold is 50 and all that. But it's like 44, right. you want to celebrate every day. You don't know what's going to happen next year. You know, you want let's celebrate it while we have the opportunity. That's a great point, absolutely. And I would be remiss as an Atlanta Braves fan if I didn't bring up 44, uh, Hammer and Hank Aaron. Yes. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, wait, you're a Braves fan. Ah, well, we got to go. Take care now. I'll see ya. I was worried about saying that, uh, but, uh, you know, I like Phillies, too. It's good. So. Phillies has spent a lot of the last couple decades chasing the Braves in one shape or another, uh, you know, chasing them down in the standings. But you know, they, they, And they deserve the credit. They have, a, they have a great team and an organization. 
as they say in hockey. So what makes, uh, speaking of which, makes Insight for Living as a ministry? Because there's the radio aspect our listeners are familiar with. But overall, just shed a little bit of light on what Insight for Living is all about day to day. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Well, you know, again, I, I said it a moment ago, 44 years doesn't happen through chance. Uh, so without a doubt, it's been the Lord's good hand of favor. It's been His goodness to us to, to get us to this point. Um, on a day-by-day basis, a really great thing is our staff, both what, who are working in the U.S. office as well as our team around the world, really feel called to be part of this. You know, we believe in the truth of Scripture. We believe it's it's value and impacting uh, people's lives. And so uh, we want to be part of it. We feel called to be part of it. And, and just to get to see the way God has used Chuck's messages to connect with people's hearts. You know, I say it all the time. It, it just It's remarkable to me, Chuck's ability at this. But when he speaks, he can speak to, essentially, in the same audience, can be like a seminary professor, you know, with, with 30, 40, 50 years of studying Scripture, and they still get impacted by the truth of what Chuck's saying. Hmm. And at the same time, it can be a new believer, someone who's unfamiliar with, with the, many of the components of the gospel or the teaching of Scripture, and he connects with them, too. So uh, I think that, that dependence on God to connect with people's hearts is found in Chuck's sermons, it's found within our staff, and I'd certainly desire to see God glorified in all this and not any of us. Tom Hayes is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show at WFI in Philadelphia. He's executive VP and CIO of uh, Insight for Living, which you can catch weekday mornings at 630 on WFIL, a number of other times as well during the week. And as you said that, I was thinking about Chuck. Uh, I've never heard him in person, but I can imagine the audience you just described, a seasoned seminary professor and a new believer in the same room. Do you think the ability for Chuck to connect with such a wide variety of folks stems as much from who he is as much as what he's talking about? Hmm. Yeah, that's good, Tim. That's good. I, I mean, I do think God has gifted him uniquely to communicate truth. I mean, I, I really believe he's one of just the finest communicators I've ever heard, uh, ever, anywhere. Hmm. But he does who he is. He is diligent, and he's driven, and he's uh, he's he studies more than almost anyone I've ever seen. And so he's it's certainly a gifting from God, but it's it's also been honed over time to dedicate himself to what he's doing. And, and I've asked him before, and he, he spends way more time thinking about how to apply the message to people's lives than most pastors seem to do. And I'm certainly not denigrating other pastors, but just to say, Chuck recognizes that all the great teaching that's possible out there, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter if it doesn't connect with people. So he's really always been about that connecting with people. And it comes, I think, both through gifting and through hard work. I would also think, again, not knowing him, but if you can sense that a person, Chuck, of course, in this case, really loves God and that he's for you as he's speaking to you, that you don't, you're not, there's not, there's not a wonder about, I wonder why he's saying that. I wonder what he's into, or, or like a distracting kind of thing, but you're just, you're kind of face to face almost, not with the Lord, but you're getting that, that, that uh, direct kind of, um, presentation of the goodness of the gospel and goodness of God. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, thinking of a sports analogy again, I've heard uh, Chuck say on multiple occasions, you know, his role, his belief as a pastor is essentially that coach them up. You know, you, you don't, you don't just sit there and hammer people for what they're doing wrong. You give them kind of that picture of, of what life can be like by following God. It's really meant to be a whole teaching scripture. Uh, you know, God is both justice you know, he's both just and merciful. 
Uh, and and so he really tries to convey all of that, but in a way that builds people up. And that's pretty evident. That's good. That's good. Insight for Living has been uh, so celebrated. If you just tune in, we're celebrating um, Insight for Living's 44th year. And they actually, the ministry was one of the first programs that WFIL aired in November of 1993 when Salem, our parent company, uh, bought the station and, and did some you know, work with the, the lineup and all that sort of thing. So Insight for Living certainly uh, a historic program on this radio station and has, I guess, an extra uh, almost 15 years prior to being on WFIL, which is really something. To speak to Chuck's humor, because that's obviously part of the messages. And how, what kind of, how, is, how is he as a celebrator, as a party kind of guy, so to speak, uh, the goodness and the gladness of his heart, and how does his humor yeah. come out in the day-to-day? Well, it's certainly, the, you know, it's a funny, a lot of people, when they think about Chuck, they think about his laugh or his humor first. You know, even before the truth that he teaches, <laughs> they just, they, they've, they've connected so well with the fact that he just enjoys life. Yeah. And he's he's certainly a celebrator, but he's he's not a celebrator about himself. So uh, if it's about other people, then he is uproarious and and you know just laughs and, and enjoys the moment. When it comes to be about him or, or things he's been accomplishing, uh, he tends to be a little bit more deferential and and tries to to slink into the background. But I'll just tell you real quick: we uh, a couple months ago we graduated. Well, we have a program at our ministry where we have Dallas Seminary students that come and intern or apprentice with us for a season. And so several of them were kind of moving on uh, through graduation beyond that. Uh, and it was just our staff, so it was a private event, essentially. Uh, and he told more stories and celebrated more with these, with these men and women and just laughed and laughed and laughed. And people have talked about that over these last couple of months, hmm. that that just feels like the epitome of who Chuck is was in that moment, because he was both intimate uh, meaningful, but also the celebration side that comes out that just revels in the, these different seasons and happenings of life. So that's yeah, great. What you see on the radio, what you hear on the radio, is absolutely who he is. Well, and I think Tom, that speaks to something I believe we talked about before that Chuck is still a learner. Which yeah. um, I think you, if, if you figure if you're working next day, you're like, well, if he's if he's still learning, I better <laughs> I better keep learning too. But that, that would speak to something where the gospel and his walk with the Lord is not something that's uh, kind of reached a, a, a stopping point. I'm just kind of marking time here. It's like, no, I'm still learning and marveling at God's goodness and his character. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for Chuck, it's uh, I feel comfortable saying he would say uh, his desire is to be faithful. And so whatever season, whatever location, whatever happening in life, he's he just wants to be faithful. And so... Uh, God's continued to to give him that that platform, that opportunity, and so he's doing everything he can on his side to ensure that he's able to remain faithful. That's great. Uh, Tom, it's been great to catch up with you, celebrate a bit uh, the 44-year anniversary of Insight for Living, and on WFIL, almost 30 years, 30 years this this November. Uh, And last thing for you, just because I think it's also helpful for people to remember, talked about it briefly earlier, Insight for Living, people know about it, certainly by hearing Chuck on the radio each morning at 6.30, but there's a lot more to it, including the international aspect. And I think it might help people to understand the the global reach of, of Insight for Living. Well, thank you, Tim, yeah, for, for giving me that chance. Uh, our ministry does uh, minister in, in about 10, 10 languages, uh, represents ministering in about 75 countries of the world. Uh, almost half the world's population uh, is able to hear the broadcast in their native language. Wow. And so God has continued to give us uh, opportunities, doors we're walking through, where 
uh, praying through. And, and the newest language we've been ministering in is the Amharic language in Ethiopia. Whoa. Uh, but we've grown into multiple languages uh, over these last several years. And, and that's a real big part of it. We've, I know we've talked about it before. We call it Vision 195. It's, it's our hope. It's our belief that God's calling us uh, to minister in all countries on the earth. And so we just want to, just as I talked about Chuck, we as a ministry want to be faithful. So that he opens, we want to be ready to walk through. Amen. Insight.org, folks can find out more, certainly through WFL.com. We have a program guide. Uh, listeners can go there and connect to Insight for Living that way. Tom, when you're celebrating, what's your favorite uh, way to celebrate as far as like maybe a little, little apple pie, a little you know, cranberry hard juice with ginger ale? <laughs> it's hard to beat a good red velvet cake. I'll, I'll take that about any day. Oh, I probably had too many slices of that in my life, actually. So. That's good stuff. That's yeah. great. Tom, thanks again for taking time today. God bless you. Greetings to the, the to Chuck, Pastor Chuck, and the staff there, and uh, we're glad to be partners with you here in Philly. Well, we're so deeply grateful, Tim, for you and for WFIL and all the listeners, and so thank you for these many, many years of ministry, and we look forward to many, many more. Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. That's Tom Hayes, Executive VP and Chief International Officer for Insight for Living. Again, their ministry site, insight.org. You can catch the program weekday mornings at 6.30 on WFIL and several other times during the rest of the week and weekend. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email Timmy. D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board one of our own, Nick Anderson. He's Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. Salem is our parent company. He's also general manager in the Twin Cities over a number of stations, right? You got a lot under your care. We do. We have uh, four radio stations that Salem owns and operates in the Twin Cities, and so I'm blessed to oversee those, but uh, also blessed to represent our company on Capitol Hill and, and in our state houses across the country uh, on legislation that would affect the radio industry and then, of course, our digital umbrella and anything else that might affect the, the broadcast industry. So. Uh, my plate's full, but it's good, and got a great team, and um, and you know Salem is worth fighting for, and this radio station and our formats are worth fighting for, and so uh, just v- very blessed for this opportunity, and, and and thanks for allowing me to come on with you for a few minutes, Tim. Yeah, sure thing. Well, you're going to add a lot here, I think, because folks have been hearing for a while now on the air, but also on our site about the importance of protecting the future of AM radio, specifically the message 82 million Americans listen to AM radio each month, keep AM radio in cars, tell Congress you depend on AM. So just take the floor, share what's going on, and uh, give some more context for that and the, and the concerns that are, that are very yeah. real. Yeah, well, thank you, Tim. First of all, thank you for bringing up the number of listeners that listen to AM radio. There is this perception that AM radio is dying or it's not around anymore. And it's absolutely around. Uh, 80, over 80 million listeners listen to AM radio every month. Just to give you some additional context that one out of every three Americans listen to AM radio every month. That's a lot of people. So AM radio is not dying. It's not going away. Listeners are listening in different ways, but AM radio is still strong. And so we have a battle on our hands. AM radio is under attack by automakers, auto manufacturers that have decided that they want to have more control over the dashboard. They want to have more control over you 
the consumer on what you are able to do in your own vehicle, especially when you purchase a new vehicle. And so uh, they're trying to take AM receivers out of vehicles. Right now, there are eight manufacturers that have decided they're not going to put AM radio in their vehicles. They're, they're EVs, they're electric, and in some cases, they're combustible engine vehicles. And so we, Salem, along with, with other broadcast partners, or, you know, industry partners, uh, radio companies, and of course, association groups are drawing a line, a line in the sand and saying no. Uh, AM radio is vital. It's important. Specific formats, political, religious, agricultural, foreign language. Uh, we serve communities across the country, and we need to keep AM radio in the vehicle. And so there is legislation that was introduced six weeks ago, uh, eight weeks ago, mid-May, that would make an AM receiver or uh, AM receiver uh, mandatory in new vehicles. Wow! And we are all on board on this, and. And, you know, not only is it important to serve the different formats and the demographics that AM radio reaches, but it's a public safety issue. And that's where the mandate comes from. We're we're treating AM radio just like a seatbelt, anti-lock brakes, Hmm. airbags, rear view view cameras, because AM radio is the backbone to the emergency alert system. So in Philadelphia, you get tornadoes, you get uh, severe weather. In other parts of the country, there might be wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes. That's when the EAS shines, uh, when we can send out mass communication to listeners and to neighbors in our community to let them know that there is something on the horizon, like a fire, wildfire, or severe weather, or post-crisis information. Where can you get food? Where can you get water? Where can you get clothing? Stuff like that. Yeah. So the EAS is important, and the AM uh, and the AM band is the backbone of that. Folks, tuning in, we chat with Nick Anderson. He is director of government affairs for Salem Media Group. Salem, of course, our parent company. You have hear, hear about that when we talk about the Salem Book of the Month, for example, that we give away each month. He's also a general manager in uh, in the Twin Cities area over four stations. And uh, of the stations that you oversee, how many are AM? All four. Okay, so you know <laughs> firsthand I am. the impact of the community and the and the formats are. What, what formats do they go by? So I have, in, in the Twin Cities, I have two news talk formats. Okay. And I have a Christian teach and talk format. Okay. And then I also have a business news talk format. So I have four. Wow. And Salem's been in the Twin Cities uh, since 1996. And I have spent nearly 25 years in radio myself, and I've only sold or represented or worked for AM radio stations. So AM is in my blood. I love AM. AM is wonderful. And that probably makes my, that probably injects more of a, more of a battle for me on Capitol Hill than anything, because I just love what AM is and does and represents. So Nick, how much, and understandably so, uh, how much of this, though, the battle, you mentioned the eight manufacturers looking to do away with AM in the vehicles, whether they are on doing that now or in the next year or two years, whenever it is, the newer models. How much of it are they saying is, out, at least publicly, has to do with expense or the notion that nobody really wants it because we got to make room for you know phone jacks or Bluetooth or whatever else? And they're just saying it's not necessary versus do you think there actually is some kind of, or they realize what types of stations tend to be on AM and maybe they also actually want to shape the narrative about what people can listen to in their cars, at least through the radio. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and, and, and let me unpack. There's a couple of different things I can unpack there, Tim. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, the, the, the way this subject came about was with through EVs, car manufacturers, and not not to go too far into the weeds here, but car manufacturers initially said the AM signal, the AM receiver, interferes with EVs. And so that's what it's been the last few years. We've had a few auto manufacturers that have kind of taken out AM kind of under the radar, uh, saying that it affects the, the engine components of the EVs or the battery components of the EVs or all electric or even hybrids. And then in March of this year, Ford made a very interesting announcement. That was Ford put the, an AM receiver in the Ford Mustang combustible engine. So this, this went above, this ruffled some feathers, this went beyond the EV portion and into the combustible engine part. Then about a week and a half to two weeks later, they doubled down and said, you know what, we're not going to put an AM receiver in any of our models. That's really when a lot of people started waking up. Hmm. And so it became an EV issue, and then it became not an EV issue. It became a combustible engine issue. And then so now I will say, in Ford's defense, they did reverse course. I'm sorry, they did what? Uh, They did reverse course. So in 2024, they did say, we're going to put AM uh, the AM receiver back in vehicles. Now they have not said what they're going to do post 2024. So they don't know what they're going to do 2025 and beyond, but 2024 they they are going to put it in there. Cause there was a backlash of consumers and auto dealers that said, no, you need to put AM in the vehicle. But when they went from an EV issue to combustible engine issue, we certainly knew that it had nothing to do with being an EV. In fact, the average cost, and this has come from different industry, uh, auto industry manufacturers, the average cost is 50 to to $100 per vehicle to shield, quote unquote, shield the AM radio from the electrical components of an EV or electrical. So it's not a, it's not a cost issue on the vehicle. If we're talking 50 to to $100. What it is, and I firmly believe this, is that it is a control function of the auto manufacturers. They want control of the dashboard. After you purchase the vehicle, they want control of the dashboard. And as a consumer, I don't want an auto manufacturer telling me what I can and can't listen to. If I want to listen to my favorite AM station or my favorite Christian radio station or my favorite sports station, or I want to follow the, the, the sports, you know, the, the, the sports team on AM radio, I don't want an auto manufacturer telling me what I can and can't listen to, especially after I purchase the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, right. Because, you know, vehicles are not exactly cheap. So I think it has a lot to do with the auto, ma- the auto manufacturers wanting to be a form of big tech. They want to have a little bit of control post-dealership, sign the dotted line, drive the vehicle off the lot. They want to have more control over what you do in the vehicle. There is an argument out there, Tim, that well, this is a way for them to chill conservative speech. That could be the case. I don't I don't necessarily buy that only because there's also other formats that would be affected by this. Right. Hispanic, uh, Russian, Hmong. There's other languages. There's other uh, different formats that affect different communities. Agriculture. Those are all of those formats would be affected by this. And the legislation that's in place that we have on Capitol Hill right now in both the House and in the Senate is bipartisan. It is completely bipartisan. It's almost 50 50 in both the House and Senate, the number of co-sponsors. Wow. So it isn't a conservative versus liberal Republican versus Democrat. This is literally we're here to support AM radio, AM broadcasters in the vehicle 
uh, long term. And publicly speaking, then, the, the, the manufacturers, the EV issue, really, if it's really that solvable and very inexpensive to do so, is there any any other thing that they're saying? Even just, we don't think AM is, I don't know, whatever, it's necessary or something. Is there any public, any reason that they can make their case for why they would actually remove AM from their cars? No, officially. Other, other than the fact, uh, other than the fact, you'll have to ask them, Tim. I don't really know. I, what I do know is that they'll say, you know, more and more things are going to technology and internet, and you can get more and more content over the air. But the problem is, or over the internet. But the problem with that is, is that there are times where the internet fails. There right. are times when the cell phone towers fail all the time. Um, all the time, right? <laughs> and so that's not necessarily uh, logical, in my opinion. Now. Well, again, where I think, again, where I personally think the auto manufacturers come from on this angle is they're the ones that are going to sell you the, their, their data plan or they're going to sell you the different apps that you can put on your dashboard. So okay. I, I, I still go back to it being a control for them. Financially, because then they'll have more say because you're going to need what they have to offer as, it, as it's being presented to you, the different platforms, for example. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. Less about losing money, more about making money then. Yeah. So to speak. Yep. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Nick Anderson, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. He's Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. Salem is our parent company with dozens of stations across the country, around 100, and Nick oversees four of them in the Twin Cities area. You mentioned it a little bit, I think it's helpful to uh, come back to, just the positives of AM radio specifically and the fact that this uh, act, uh, is it called the AM for Every Vehicle Radio Act? Is that the official title? Yeah, the official title, AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. It's uh, House Number HR 3413. Okay. And in the Senate, it's Senate Bill 1669. Okay. And actually, I want to come back to my question, because on a practical note, is as far as what people can do, they're hearing about this and say, yeah, I want to make sure that there are AM radios still in the car, the next car I'm going to buy. Uh, what, what are a couple of practical things they can do, including Congress, because recess is, uh, is an August thing, and maybe this is a good time or a way to reach your congressman or congresswoman or Senate person? <laughs> so. Well, first of all, grassroots campaigning is wonderful. And so we encourage our listeners. And since April, over, over 266,000 emails have been sent to Congress saying to members of Congress, support AM radio. So we are already seeing a grassroots uh, wildfire of sorts Hmm. uh, from listeners across the country, and it's working. But one of the things that they can do if they love to text, they can text AM, the letters AM, to 52886. And when you do that, once you send it off, our partners at the National Association of Broadcasters will send you a, a very easy link that you would put your name and your, your home address in, and you'll be able to reach your members of Congress uh, along with a message saying support AM radio, sign up for, uh, you know, co-sponsor this particular bill. So if you like to text, text AM to 52886. Uh, and if you don't like to text, that's okay if you go to this station's website, Click on the Depend on AM tile or banner ad. You can get that same link and you can send that same letter to your member of Congress. But, you know, during the recess, Tim, if uh, you come across your member of Congress, your, your, your congressman or woman or your, 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 your senator, if they're out, like, you know, out walking in a parade or at a festival or a fundraiser or you know, wherever they might be, go up to them. Let them know that you love your AM station. Give them, give them a story especially with our Christian stations, 
like I said, I'm blessed to oversee our stations here in the Twin Cities, and I have heard countless stories of listeners who have come to know the Lord because they've listened to our station, or a family member uh, member, or a neighbor has come to know the Lord, or a certain message saved their marriage, or helped with their kids, or whatever. Give them that story. Uh, members of Congress want to hear from their local voters. They want to hear from their constituents. They want to know how they can help you. And so let them know. Give them a personal story. Let them know how radio has affected your life and the importance of AM radio in your vehicle. You know, when you were talking earlier, Nick, about the official kind of uh, approach on this is the safety issue, how the AM band has the EAS test for the alert, alerts for emergencies and things. Uh, I'm guessing that the story you just talked about, that a, a listener going to their respective uh, congressman or, or someone in Senate to say, in the Senate to say, I just love it. You know, something more along those lines, as opposed to the, the technical reason or the, the, the official reason of the, the safety part, uh, maybe that speaks very loudly also. And it, it's not just it's not a, what's the word? It's not too every day. It's actually going to speak to them uh, very strongly. Absolutely. Uh, and couldn't agree more, Tim. You know, the, the public safety uh, implica- implication is, is legit. You know, in, right. in, in uh, the island of Guam, uh, six weeks ago, they had a super typhoon hit. They lost three FM stations. They lost two TV stations. And they lost their electric grid and cell phone. Wow. Uh, what stayed on the air was an AM station with a generator pumping out news and information for the residents of Guam. It, it, it couldn't have come at a better time for folks like me that can share the story of this is why you can't depend on your cell phone during times of crisis and need. In the Twin Cities, we had civil unrest, civic unrest back in 2020. We ran press conferences. We had a break format, ran press conferences. You never know when you're going to have to run press conferences emergency information. And in Philadelphia, it's the same situation, right? You know, you would know your weather a lot better than I would, but you're going to have your nor'easters. You're going to have your your maybe tornadoes. You're going to have your deep freeze. You're going to have things that are going to cause listeners that are going to need emergency information, especially in the vehicle. Um, you know, because you just you you just do when you're out on you know out and about doing errands and, and driving around. Yeah. But you know, I will say that's the legit reason to have AM still on the dash. Sure. But there's so many other reasons of supporting advertisers, supporting broadcasters, supporting uh, cultural stations who are reaching out to their communities that other folks. Other forms of media aren't reaching out to those communities. So it's really across the board why you would want to support AM radio. Yeah. You know, uh, again, if you're just tuning in, Nicky Anderson with us for a few moments today on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. He's director of government affairs for Salem Media Group, Salem, our parent company, with uh, close to 100 stations across the country, multiple formats, WFIL in Philadelphia, Christian Teaching and Talk. And we refer to our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, which is conservative news talk as well in Philadelphia. Nick actually has four stations he oversees in the Twin Cities. Uh, and just to clarify, not all of Salem stations are AM. There are some FM stations, too. They have a fish format, music format. Um, maybe you could just outline for a quick second the importance of AM and what AM does compared to, say, what an FM uh, band can do and or historically has done. 
Absolutely. Well, and, and because this is radio, I can't show you my visual that I show when I'm in front of members of Congress. But think of uh, a radio tower. An FM shoots up like a sprinkler and, and drops down. The, the signal does. The AM uh, signal shoots out of the tower and then bounces and it goes farther. And the AM signal not only bounces and goes farther, but it goes um, it goes through things. It goes around things. It goes over things. Um, and so the AM signal goes farther. And what's what what's amazing is that this technology that's been around since you know the 20s, right? With our first AM radio stations, um, you know, is is the far reach of AM radio versus FM, which is limited. And so the AM signal uh, and and what and this is the the point I'm getting to from the the public safety part. If we had a if we had a national disaster where we had to get on the air. Uh, we can reach 90% of the country's population within 10 minutes by using the emergency alert system in our 77 hardened transmitter sites that are strategically located throughout the country. Of those 77 transmitter sites, hardened transmitter sites, 66 of them are AM, and that's because of the coverage. They can reach far and wide, which an FM signal can't. Nothing against FM, but the AM signal reaches far and wide and can provide that news and information, especially in rural parts of our country. Um, You know, know, I'm thinking, you know, farm, but rural parts where they may not be getting broadband, they may not be getting a wireless uh, signal. More importantly, there may not be a, a lot of AM or FM stations but there are AM stations that reach out there. And so that's really the difference between AM and FM. You know, folks on the other side of the argument might say, well, but, you know, a, a cell phone can provide to you, um, you know, updated emergency information. And, and they can. And it's wonderful. And it's great. The, the, the two items that I have issue with with that, with that argument, number one, that's if the cell phone coverage works. And you get a cell phone coverage. If you get a, you get you know data to your phone that the, the cell phone is getting data wherever you are. Right. But then number two, you might get an alert saying severe weather or uh, a, an amber alert of a missing child. But you don't get anything else. You don't get what you're supposed to do post incident or or pre-incident. You're just getting severe weather or missing child. You don't get any information post. Post it, uh, post incident, and so that's where radio comes in because radio can now tell you what to do. You know, in the in the Midwest, we get severe weather that goes through. Once it goes through, we can use radio, and we do use radio to let people know where they can get food, where can they get water, where can they get clothing, where can they meet up with other family and friends, where can they get. Uh, information for insurance. That's where radio comes in. You can't get that from a cell phone because the data isn't going to tell you that. So yeah. um, th- that part of it is is very important. And there is no other device like the EAS and AM radio. Well, that's good. I think we're obviously on the same page about this because I'm more I'm more along the lines in general of saying, especially if it doesn't really cost much, much make much of a difference. Why would you want to remove something that can complement uh, the other things? That sure, cell phone can be great, but you, there are going to be definitely times where it's not going to work. And to have that as a complement to it, or maybe that is still your preferred method of listening and not using a phone, that's. Might as well leave it. It, does, it does, certainly does no, doesn't hurt and certainly can be a, a big, a big, big plus. 
Um, and, you know, to your point, it's interesting. When I was in college, I went to school, school at Penn State. I could get the Philadelphia stations, um, you know, in the evening. I could catch Phillies games four hours away. And uh, on a, it was on AM at the time. This, this, the Phillies were broadcast on AM. And there's a station in Toronto, I think, or somewhere in Canada that has the same frequency as our 990, our sister station. And there are times they've had to collide. And I think they existed first, technically, or something. And so we had to make adjustments to make sure we didn't overrun. There was like a sports station in Canada. I mean, that, you know, hours and hours away by car. And you can get, get it all the way up the coast uh, in the evening. So anyway, th- that, to your point about the, the broad uh, nature of it. Well, one of the reasons why, and, and I, I, I believe this with my heart, one of the reasons why I think Major League Baseball is America's pastime sport mm. is because of AM radio. Yeah. And that's because you could be sitting on, you know, you could be in, in the farm fields, you could be on your porch back in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, and you could be tuning into multiple games across the country. You could be listening to Jack Buck in on KMOX in St. Louis. You could be listening to Herb Carmel on uh, WCCO in Minneapolis. And you could be five states away, eight states away. And so that's the power of the AM signal. And so like you said, Tim, because of the coverage, it allows you to really reach a vast number of, of ears. You know, uh, the WSM in Nashville is, is literally put country music on the map because of its far reach playing country music back in the 40s and 50s and 60s. So, you know, there's plenty of history behind all of this, but it's the technology that makes it important. That is vast numbers of ears reached and safety and reaching certain communities with niche niche programming. That's great. Thank you uh, for taking time with us today, Nick. If you're just tuning in, we've uh, been chatting with Nick Anderson. He's Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group, Salem, our parent company, also the general manager of uh, four stations in the Twin Cities area. And we're talking today and have been talking about the fact that uh, over 80 million Americans listen to AM radio each month, and you've been hearing perhaps about these announcements on our air and also on our site about keeping AM radio in cars, telling Congress you depend on AM with the official the AM radio for every vehicle act. And um, you had mentioned the texting and also or simply going through to our site they can do that too but what was that text number again if they wanted to text am yeah thank you tim for bringing it up again it's it's texting the letters am to five two eight eight six five two eight eight six the letters am five two eight eight six uh that will get you a um a, a link will be sent to you on your phone um and you'll be able to t- put in your name, your address. Uh, and this comes from our partners at the National Association of Broadcasters. And then once you put that information in, it, uh, your message, uh, and you can craft your own message or you can use the message that they, that they have provided for you. Okay. Uh, and that will go directly to your, your member of Congress and then your two U.S. senators. And so they'll get that information. So you can either do it via text or you can go to this station's website and click on the banner ad and you can do the same thing. That's great. And as you mentioned, during the month of August, when the, uh, the Congress and Senator are in recess, maybe you'll bump into one of them at a local event and you can tell them in person. So that's that's even better in Absolutely. a way. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Nick, thank you for taking time out of your day with all the stuff you're doing. I'm glad that we can connect and, and let listeners know more about what they've been hearing in recent weeks. Well, and Tim, thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do for our audience in Philadelphia. You know, we just appreciate our audience. They're loyal. 
They're supportive, and we appreciate their support and listening in, but we appreciate what you do for our audience there in, in Philly. Amen. Amen. For the glory of God, and God bless you. Keep up the good work on your end. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. That's Nick Anderson, again, Director of Government Affairs for Salem Media Group. And you can find out more. We'll actually have our podcast up later on. You can catch more information if you didn't jot it all down, where you can text in the different names of the bills at WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. I had Dr. Michael Youssef from Leading the Way, which is WFIL's Ministry of the Month for July, on the program this month. And uh, Dr. Youssef happened to know my father for a lot of years. They were friends. And uh, he learned of my father's passing as we set up our interview. And um, one of the things about Dr. Youssef I appreciate that I also appreciate about my dad is their focus on the finish line and moving forward. This is a snippet of a conversation from Dr. Youssef about that very thing. My dad went to be with the Lord in March and it got clearer and clearer to him. I want to go to be with the Lord the way he did, which was he was anticipating it. He wasn't scrambling at the last minute or last month to try and put himself together and get ready for what's going to happen. I mean, it it was, but, but, and I matched that with what's on the leading the way site, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth. Where does that passion come from for you? And as you, as you mentioned, are 75 and continuing to serve, is it getting stronger? That sense of this is real. Cause what he said to me was, all these things came to me after he passed. One of them was a simple saying of only one life will soon be passed. Only yep. what's done for Christ will last. My uh, dad yep. encouraged people till the day he died almost with emails and texts. And, but now he doesn't have any more texts or emails to send. And he's done yep. everything he can do here. And, you know, having known him for 40 years, I can testify hmm. to what you're saying as his son. Uh, we've been friends for 40 years, and amazing, uh, we met, now maybe longer than 40 years, uh, it was very early 80s, and we became great friends, and we always talk about evangelism and the lost, and in, in different areas we, we're both involved, and, and we always talked about heaven, I mean, it just, this is something that is so important for believers while they keep their eyes on heaven they work it's like jesus said occupy till i come and that means you got to work until he comes not put on white robes and head for the mountains but literally work everywhere i can't wait to wake up in the morning so i can be working one more day to serve the lord while my eye is on heaven and while my eye is on the destination but because I live for that audience of one, everything I'm doing here in this life, as just as your dear dad did, it was all with the eternity in mind. And so that's that's just the, the joy that I have in, 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 in serving the Lord at this time. I was in England uh, last October and an interviewer was, the press was interviewing me and we had a big function there at Westminster. And she said, well, people your age are already putting their feet up and playing <laughs> golf. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I would go out of my mind. But I am so grateful the Lord has given me the energy, has given me the resources, has given me the the the, the, the mind that still I have. Yeah. So I want to serve him, uh, and I want to be running 
to, to, to the arms of Jesus. It's Dr. Michael Youssef from Leading the Way. You can catch it weeknights at 5.30, also 3 a.m. and another time or two over the weekend. Leading the Way, WFIL's Ministry of the Month for July all month long. We're giving away Dr. Youssef's latest book, Hope for This Present Crisis. You can enter to win that on our homepage at WFIL.com. I want to end this segment by playing a song for you that my children did at my dad's memorial service back in March, which speaks to the things that Dr. Youssef and I were just chatting about there. Well, my name's Toby. Um, these are my siblings, Tessa, Teddy, Tim, and Tori's down there. We're going to play a song um, that I wrote after Grandpa passed, and it's called Keep the Sun in Your Eyes. Um, Grandpa didn't like long speeches, so I won't give you any of that. I'm just going to give you some music. He loved music, and he loved worship music in particular. So he would always tell me, Toby, when we, when we went away from each other, he'd say, Toby, keep the sun in your eyes, S-O-N. And uh, I often think about that, and I, I'm sure I will for a very long time. So this is a, a gentle but firm reminder for all of us to stay the course the way that Grandpa did. You can squint if you must, but keep the sun in your eyes. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.